Now it's time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. And Monique, you have more on Sanford's financial results. Yes, as you may have heard earlier, Sanford's revenue is up, despite selling a lower volume of mussels and squid. Net profit after tax for the year ended September was $10 million, compared to last year's nearly $56 million. But this included a one-off $44 million gain on the sale of its crayfish quota. But revenue was up 23% this year. Chief Executive Craig Allison told Sally Murphy strong demand from international markets drove prices higher. However, staffing issues meant Sanford wasn't able to process as many mussels and therefore couldn't take advantage of that higher demand. Not only mussels, but on our vessels and indeed in some of our other processing sites as we worked through COVID. That is largely resolved uh, and last year, uh, last quarter, uh, the last year was, was really good. We actually had our mussel plant fully staffed. We've actually got a list of people who now want to come and work for us. And that's reflected in our throughput. As I said, we're looking at, on a good day, between 1.2 and 1.4 million mussels uh, processed per day. So that goes a long way to explain the uh, return to profitability of our mussel operation. Mr Allison says the salmon part of the business continues to be strong, with profitability ahead of schedule. The product's great. It's got a great brand. It's got a great in-market presence, and that's reflected by really strong demand and really good pricing. Uh, we'd love to have more to sell. Is that in the works? Are you looking to grow the salmon business? I would love to grow it, but of course we're constrained by water space. Uh, that's the, the issue that we um, see as a hurdle for not only Sanford, but for the aquaculture New Zealand and industry. If we can get access to water space, it's got a great feature for New Zealand. That's Craig Allison of Sanford. State-owned farming business Pamu is going to stop selling infant milk formula to China due to weak demand. A company spokesperson says Chinese sales of bovine products, including the infant milk formula, which make up less than 10% of Pamu's business, will stop from June next year. Green kiwi fruit growers have aired their grievances about lower returns, but say they're optimistic about the upcoming season. New Zealand kiwi fruit growers held two meetings in Katikati and Tupuke last week to gauge the feeling of growers who have had a tuple, couple tough years with falling returns and fruit quality issues. Chief Executive Colin Bond says about 300 growers turned out. Definitely, the question was: Am I going? Am I still going to have a viable business in the future? And the answer to that depends a lot on productivity. So how, what sort of yields can growers achieve on orchards? For post-harvest, it's about managing that conflict of packing multiple varieties, so making sure that they can pack and pack green at the optimal time. And, of course, Zespri have a job to do to try and optimise the, the sale price of our fruit in market. Colin Bond says growers are feeling okay about the upcoming season with good weather forecast for pollination of the green vines, which gets underway soon. But growers emphasised that they are doing it tough. I think whenever growers are under financial pressure, they like to, the, the natural conclusion is that everybody must try harder. And that's the same message that they were giving to Zespri as well. Uh, but what we know from our research is that Zespri is able to maintain a price premium for New Zealand Green over our competitors. Um, they are have got some high-performing high markets with strong OGRs. We need to just get this balance right between maximising today's prices uh, and growing the market for the future. 
Colin Bonds says NZKGI has also commissioned a report to see if marketing the bulk of kiwi fruit through Zespri is working. He says the results will be shared with growers this month and published early next month. A drop in the price of fruit and vegetables has helped overall food prices dip in October. New Stats NZ figures show food prices fell 0.9% in October on the month before, but they're still 6.3% up on last year. Fruit and vegetable prices fell 3.4%. Industry body Hort NZ has welcomed the lower prices, but it's raised concerns over future supplies due to the challenges that growers are facing. Chairman John Murphy says rising input costs Mounting regulation and labour shortages have put enormous pressure on growers and the current climate does not support expansion. New Zealand could find itself in breach of a free trade deal with Europe if it doesn't meet its climate targets for 2030. The deal, which unlocks better access for New Zealand red meat and dairy exports into Europe, also includes an enforceable promise for both parties to effectively implement their 2030 promises under the Paris Agreement. The agriculture industry makes up nearly half of the country's greenhouse gas emissions and it's working to reduce them. Economist John Bollingall says the EU could carry out dispute resolution provisions in the agreement if New Zealand reneges on its climate targets. But he says it's unlikely. This is very much a a last resort type measure and there's a number of steps that would need to be gone through before you got anywhere near talking about trade sanctions that could be imposed by either party. Perhaps if we had a, a Trump administration style withdrawal from the Paris Agreement, That would certainly seem to put us at risk. So I I think this is more about both parties to the agreement holding each other to account on their climate policies. John Bollingall says New Zealand still has the freedom to decide how to meet the climate targets so long as it does so. And just lastly, there's some confidence in the beef market as the store market holds strong. With a dismal outlook for sheep and plenty of feed around, farmers have been turning to new cattle for grazing instead of sheep. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says this means store buyers are paying well above average to secure those animals they need for summer, and this is keeping prices down. We're definitely in a period of easing prices at slaughter level but like I say that hasn't impacted those store beef prices at the moment which is great and that that is just a little bit more confidence in that market going forward. Malcrode says straight beef yearling steers have been trading at $3.50 a kilogram on average in both the North and South Islands but that's 15 cents behind this time last year for the North. And that's the rural news for today. Koyara te purongo o te taifenua.